You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we are here with two great friends from Pair PEO, Jeff Warner and Brock Buxton. Now, you're probably wondering, what in the world is Pair PEO? Well, let's tell you about this. Now, if there's one thing we all know about small and medium-sized business owners, it's that they are problem solvers. In fact, you could describe their job as solving one problem after another. However, when it comes to setting up a great HR team, providing the best you know, in-class benefits for those employees, even business owners may need some help. Business owners can rely on pair PEOs or professional employees, I should say, even though I threw your name in there, uh, professional employee organizations to help them with really some of the logistics. But there are hundreds of options to choose from. And our next guest, uh, they are here to help business owners find the right PEO that is the right one for you. And that is where the name comes from. We're so excited to have Jeff and Brock here to tell us about pair PEO and where they really work to take the stress off the business owners by curating multiple PEOs that can meet their business needs. Basically, instead of Googling what PEO is good for me, you call them, they find the right one. Super easy. And it's something that will help a lot of business owners. So we're so excited to have you guys on and welcome to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Thanks a lot for having us, guys. Thanks, man. Yeah, appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started in this business. Sure. Uh, I actually started the business three and a half years ago. I was working for a major player in the PEO space, a company called Insperity, uh, a company I'm a big fan of, but I felt very limited in the amount of bullets I had in the chamber by kind of going into each conversation with one employer solution, uh, being my previous employer, Insperity. I also found that the industry was not just super obnoxious to shop for, I thought it was super obnoxious to sell. You know, three or four meeting sales process, lots of time, energy, and commitment on the client side just to see the price tag at the end and they couldn't afford it. So I did that for about two years and then I started wising up and was like, okay, um, I'm gonna go in these conversations with the pricing first and just be like, okay, I'm not gonna burn my, you know, burn up my time and energy or the clients being able to kind of take them through the normal sales channel and try to build up all this value let's just start and make sure that the pricing makes sense first. So basically that was my first iteration of this business model is to take the the the, the conversation and work it backwards. Let's figure out if the pricing is gonna make, for, make sense first. Let's start interviewing the PEOs where the pricing does make sense. And let's just spend as little time as possible on that before we know whether or not the numbers are gonna really be in line with what they're looking to accomplish. Very smart. I've, yeah. I've been through that process, it's grueling. And it's expensive and it's, uh, you know, unless you're in it, it's hard to understand. There's a lot going on there, right? Yeah. Yeah, So Um, about, you know, again, this company is three and a half years old. Um, I brought Brock on in March. Uh, Brock's actually my cousin. So I was excited to be able to to hire him and bring him into the organization. We've been blessed with a great network here in Charlotte. And again, what we bring to the model is is a lot more, you know, just streamlining consistency and transparency for the client to be able to engage, which has turned into a, a mass of a lot of clients. So I brought Brock on to really be a client success manager of all the all the clients that we have here in town, making sure they're heard, making sure that they have the opportunity to be able to come to us whenever they have issues and not just kind of wait for things to happen. So Brock's been a big piece to what the future is going to be of the company. You mentioned um, kind of the process being, I would say, ask backwards, if you would, um, where you're investing a lot of time 
And in that energy, you're not getting paid for that until it gets to the point when the client's like, oh, I see the sticker and like, I'm not going to pay for that. Right. So was it all about money? Was it more about time? When you saw kind of there was some dysfunction and how the industry was running, how did you really kind of say, okay, we can create this business and create this model where let's let them understand immediately what it's going to cost, what the time and energy is going to be put into that. And then really kind of what I like to say is qualify that client on the front end. Right. Um, is it a little bit of both? And and has that been a completely different approach to the industry? Because as a business owner, this is like taking a test drive in a car five times thinking, this is it, this is it. And then they're like, it's 120 grand, Bob. And then you're like, this isn't it. Well, <laughs> we thought I, it was it. <laughs> I really wanted a moped, but you know, so it seems like you're never going to do that. They're going to know what that car is worth before you start driving it. Right. You're going to see kind of the sticker price. And it seems like you're just kind of making it quicker, streamlining all of that. Right. So for me, whenever I first started, it was a couple of things. It was the independence to be able to make recommendations to people that I actually do. But two, to your point, to be able to tell a client in 15 minutes, hey, this is what it's going to cost. Here's what the here's the ground I need to make up by helping you cut costs on medical premiums. If I can do this, would this make sense for you? We already know whether or not we have a winning deal by the time we're showing numbers when they actually come through. Mm -hmm. So it, it really just helps the client spend 15 minutes with me, give me some data, let me go out with the objectives they give me. And if I go out and accomplish them, then we have a real easy conversation on the back end of it. So what type of companies are you working with specifically? Is it small business? Is it medium business? Is it all different types of business? Explain kind of what that clientele looks like and really educate the listeners if they are a business owner, because I think there's a lot of them out there. If they're listening to this going, if I haven't had a conversation, maybe I need to. And if it only takes 15 minutes and I can save a lot of money, work with somebody local, why have I not done this already? You right. know what I mean? So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I'll give you a little bit of a three buying persona that I typically see. It's going to be early stage startups that are basically just wanting, just don't know what they don't know and just want to set something up that's actually scalable for hiring You know, rapidly in the future and want to have a good benefit plan that's not going to really eliminate candidates from their pool. That's probably the primary way I get engaged with a lot of small businesses. We're a small business. We leverage a PEO for what we do. We're only three employees. So ultimately, I think that I can say with a high degree of confidence that I would actually do what I'm recommending to these clients. The second is going to be, you know, somewhere between a 25 and 100 person company that's gone through the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, which really ballooned healthcare premiums for a lot of small, medium sized businesses. They can leverage PEO's buying power for benefit costs, cut benefits by 20, 30% for better plans, more options for employees. Maybe they have one HR person that's managing the whole, um, the whole company and they need a little bit additional support that would come along inside of the PEO relationship. And then the fourth or the third um, is now become a lot bigger of a buying segment. So larger companies that might have five or six HR people, maybe a 300 to 500 person company, they usually have one or two really sticky HR people that have been with the organization for many years and they can count on them being there. The other three are transactional employees that are doing very tactical work that usually leverage job offers and keep jumping jobs. So they can't really keep those three people employed. So they can outsource those three roles to a PEO by automating everything through the, the professional employer organization industry and just keep the two head HR people whole and offset all of that and outsource all that tactical HR work that nobody really wants to do. We mentioned the PEO and what that stood for in the introduction, but could you give us the sort of professional 
uh, definition of what a PEO actually is. So now you're going to ask me to do something that my previous employer would ask me to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, no, just for the, you no, know. Like, I, I like to dumb it down. Ultimately, sure. all a PEO is, is a, it's a payroll HRIS system that allows you to deliver benefits through, co- through, through a co-employment relationship with these large entities that have, you know, Fortune 500 benefits that you're going to be able to bolt on and take advantage of for your employees. The co-employment relationship allows the PEO to assume the risk of having those employees from a compliance perspective, from wrongful term, from discrimination, any kind of HR initiatives that may lead to a lawsuit for a small business employer, they can lean on the PEO for those services. But whenever people are engaging with the PEO, the main thing they're going to be chasing is better benefits, lower cost, and automation and how they roll all that stuff out taking paper out of the, the employment life cycle of having employees inside of their book. Got it. I love it. Now, Brock, tell me a little bit. So you, you joined, I guess, the family business, we'll call That's it, right? It, you know, the family hire. business. But you worked for some great companies um, that we've had the ability to work with in the past, Speed Digital, Bolt Group, Glue, um, have, have worked your way up in those organizations. Tell us, I think a lot of people listening not only are interested in, in Pair PEO, but the journey of, of of taking that risk, right? You know, believing in, in Jeff, making this something that's going to work. Tell us about how that transition happened, how you took that leap. Because I, I, I'm i going to focus on something that's not even about your brand. And the reason right. I do is there's so many people that work in jobs that they hate, right? There's so many people that don't want to take a risk and, and look at something where it's not about what I'm signing up for today. It's what I'm signing up for in five years and 10 years and the journey that you guys can, can have together. Right. I already see the chemistry. Heck, you guys do a, a football podcast already for fantasy football if you want to check that out we'll throw that a little bit later (laughs) but you had to take a leap and say you know what I believe in Jeff I believe in what we're going to do tell me about that journey and and how that experience has been yeah that's a great question and the the brands you you mentioned my my previous employers all great learning experiences Um, all have their unique challenges and mostly I've been in a client success focused role for software companies so as Jeff's mentioning, one bullet in the chamber with his previous employer, I had one bullet in the chamber as far as the service I'm trying to support and drive with a client. And with some smaller organizations, I think leadership, you, you get in a tough spot where you, you're trying to grow. You're trying to grow as quickly as, as possible and maybe not every deal is the best deal. Maybe it's not every client's the best client, but we need this revenue coming in and we need to grow our book of business. So. I found that I was kind of swimming upstream, trying to make some of those poor, maybe uh, closes, try to keep them on board and make them happy. And you just run into a lot of that friction. I think a lot of tech startups run into that. So um, I could have kept going down that path. And um, I tr- trust me, I, I mean, I, I feel like I, I worked my way, my way up pretty well in a lot of those organizations, but family dinners, Thanksgiving dinners, uh, Christmas time, I'm, I mean, Jeff's my best friend and my cousin, so I'm able to see on the sideline there what he was able to build in three and a half years. And it was remarkable what he was able to do just solely off of his network. And so it was something that just grew organically and it grew so quickly that I was always kind of nudging him like, hey, you know, you're growing pretty quickly. You know, what, what's going on? What's the, what's the path of this organization? He's like, you know, I think there's an opportunity down the road, but but not yet. And so when it, it came time, it was a really easy decision for me because of the business model and what he's built. The foundation is there. He just needs someone to come in and help 
more on the operational focus side of things. How can you take this thing from where it is today and really bl blossom and, and really let this thing scale appropriately? So my role in, in all of this is Jeff's going to be focusing in on the front end pairing of, of the PEOs and the front end sales. But he needs someone on the back end as the client base grows that can keep a pulse of how are things going with the PEO? Are, you, are they delivering on what they promised on the front end? And so that was really attractive to me because we have a ton of bullets in our chamber now. I'm not trying to press on my one solution I have in my, in, my, in, my, in my gun. I have a suite of providers that if things go off the rails and they got a sour taste in their mouth, we are a true consultant and a partner with our client that we can come in and really for, uh, focus in on escalation with the current PEO and get things fixed. Or I have a suite of other providers that there's this new pain point we didn't know about. And oh, by the way, there's two other three providers that can focus and do that better. Let me work with you to transition out of your relationship and get you in a better, better situation. So that is where my focus is gonna be. And when you get an opportunity to work with your best friend and cousin, it just makes that um, situation that much sweeter. That's awesome. We we talk about that all the time in, in our world is we have the ability, like let's say there's millions of promo products out there, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to find the right one for you, right? And, and we have the ability to create that great experience where I'm not just selling one item, right? I could exactly. sell a lot of different items in one category. And look, you might hate this item, but somebody loves that item. It's got to be the same thing in the PEO. And it's probably more about the experience. What are yeah. they benefiting? And you really listen to what they need. It's not exactly. just one company exactly. coming in going, this is how we do it. It's the best way. Here's where you got to sign. Give me 10 grand. You know, it's like, yeah. whoa, like, hold up. Like, I don't even need all that type of stuff. Right. You guys can really create kind of that... Um, uh, a la carte experience True. to get exactly, and it doesn't even matter the size of the company. Yeah, so right. that's that's awesome. Yeah, in those previous roles, I, I knew on a kickoff call that this was a bad deal. This yeah. is a, this is this is going to be a really challenging experience, not only for myself and my delivery team, but for the client. Yep. And there's just red flags going off left and right here because we have all those different options available to us. That pressure's kind of toned down. All right, we think we have a really good pair on the front end here. Uh, mo more times than not, it's, it's a very successful partnership uh, with the PEO we're, we're hooking up our clients with, but it's so, I guess it's so refreshing and exciting for me because the pressure is off because if things do go off the rails, guess what? We can start the process over again mm -hmm. and focus in on this new problem area that we may not have known about on the front end and we can make things a whole lot better for your situation. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Look, everything is not going to be perfect all the time. Right. You're going to have to pivot. You're going to have to change whether you're selling a product or a service. Uh, that's just the world we live in. I think you guys have nailed that. So Jeff, tell us a little bit about, you know, right now I, we've kind of learned a little bit about the companies that you guys work with, how that experience is. Tell us about the actual business. Um, you started that, this here in Charlotte uh, after having a lot of experience. Where are you guys at right now? Where's the vision? And do you guys support companies all over the country? Is it right here? Tell me a little bit about the actual business. Yeah. So I, I honestly, through the, through, the, through the business inception, I've worked through referral-based biz dev. So as you can imagine, Charlotte's a great city for this. And this is a big reason why I wanted Brock to join. He was always working inside and Brock's such a people person. And I felt like what Charlotte's network has done for me has really been what got me to the point where I was able to hire Brock. 
So whenever I would go, basically whenever I was going into every conversation when I was at Insperity, now I have everything at my disposal. So when I became an entrepreneur, I was immensely surprised by how much the entrepreneurial community supports entrepreneurs making that leap. So when I was trying to sell stuff to people as a W-2 rep, the door was always shut. The room was always cold. As soon as I jumped into your guys' seat, it's amazing how much that, that switch flipped. So I, and still that's how I have I've operated my business. I'm really not a cold caller. I'm not a hunter sales guy. I'm not a guy that likes to try to push anything on people. I mean, it frustrates a lot of my PEO partners a lot of times because I'm like, listen, this isn't the time for them. It doesn't make sense right now. I don't need to make a quota that you need to make. I understand why you have that urgency, but I'm not yeah. going to, I'm not going to put that on the client just because you have to hit your, hit your number. I mean, <laughs> So it's really just been empowering for me to be able to meet the client where they're at. And to your point about companies, they evolve so much. So that startup company that jumps on with us at five employees and they grow to 30 employees, like the PEO we partnered with at the beginning is probably not the PEO I'm recommending when they're 30 employees. Mm -hmm. You know, So we reevaluate that and be able to replace them with a more appropriate fit as their needs and complexities change a bit. And so that's kind of how the, the business has gotten to where we are now. What I see in the future, you know, Brock, I, I really wanted him to be a part of sales enablement, you know, so in the future of my business, I really think another mean, another market is really how I grow this thing in a more step up way and not so organic here with my own individual network. So if I look at my book of business, I mean, I'd say 95% of it happens here in Charlotte. Some of my private equity clients pull me into portfolios all across the country. There's no state line. There's no reason for me not to talk to clients in Columbus, Ohio, or Atlanta, Georgia. Like there's no real state lines that really dictate where right. I can and can't play. So I see nothing but opportunity, but I wanted to make sure that Brock could enable me so that whenever I hire my next sales rep, he'll be able to enable them as well to make their life as easy as, as it can be so they can just focus on taking care of clients. Can you give us some examples of how you've uh, really helped, like especially like the smaller guy, you know, or smaller business, 10, 10 employees or less or something like that? Um, give us an example of just, hey, man, like you really crushed this. We now have these benefits. We've been able to attract XYZ talent or retain XYZ talent. It's it's really it's really the fact that a lot of entrepreneurs. I mean, every entrepreneur goes into business for whatever they go into business for, you know. And so they just don't know what they don't know. They don't know what's competitive, how they're going to attract and retain top talent. And so whenever you go into a PEO relationship, it's really just creating that that business in a box for them to be able to go and recruit and retain top talent. That's going to help them grow. A lot of times when I'm talking to a ten person company that's doing like a broker benefit plan, broker, you know, dental vision, all these different things that they have to sign and basically takes them away from their revenue generating opportunities, they can pull all of that off their plate and just focus on what they do and how they make money and know that they're delivering something that's marketably competitive versus what they're you know, what their competitors are offering their employees. Do you have, um, I feel like I was having this conversation with my brother and he is, uh, he has worked at a company called Big Ass Fans for, since 2007. Uh, when he joined them, there's like a $30 million company, now they're over a billion dollar company. And it was an interesting conversation because we're on this group text and one of my other friends is a recruiter for Coca-Cola Incorporated. And so they're both having this back and forth about benefits and about 
what the younger generation wants. And, you know, I mean, it's it's fascinating to me. It's like Coca-Cola is getting people that are like, I want to work wherever I want, when I want, no hours, unlimited PTO, full benefits. I want a pension. I'm over here. I'm like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> Who are these kids? That guy's entry level. Right out of college. Like, yeah. these, these people are throwing stones and I was throwing, you know, wad up paper. And I was like, all right, I'll, yeah, I'll work eight to five. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Um, Brian, you should have saw my demands when Jeff uh, hired me. I know. I mean, unbelievable. I want a Lamborghini. I want. I want. I mean, it's like, but that's what they're. That's what these recruiters. That's what these big companies are 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 understanding. And um, like my brother's conversation, it's all about you know we have to make sure that we're providing the best benefits for a company that employs fifteen hundred, two thousand people. Coca Cola is obviously a lot bigger than that, and they're trying to see like, well, what is Coca Cola doing that we can do, right? Right. Um, where how are you guys seeing that from a benefit standpoint? How does that play into kind of your pitch to companies? because it is different like a lot of younger people care about it's not i'll pay you this bottom line you're good to go now they want everything and it's hard for i think for business owners to understand like it's kind of like your love language right like with your wife like or with anyone like you got to figure that out if you never figure that out it's never going to work now you got to figure out what makes a 22 year old want to work for you or a 25 year old or a 27 year old and it's not just money there's whole, so many other things in there. So I'm, I'm just curious if you get that from clients and you're like, hey, this is what we'll be able to provide you or what other companies are doing. This is what you need to be doing to be competitive. Right. So I'd say that, you know, the pandemic has been a massive accelerant for my industry and just the employee um, benefit strategy conversation as a whole. I mean, what, what used to be normal was about a 50% contribution level for what companies were going to pay for employees benefits. And that's become pretty much archaic at this point like they understand that they have to offer a plan that's free to employees um and also if you're trying to hire employees that have families and stuff like that like you know ultimately if you're trying to hire a bunch of 22 year olds that are on their parents plan you can probably get away with not offering benefits that are you know traditional health and welfare benefits because they don't give a crap i mean it's their their parents money that's being spent on it so until they turn 26 they're not going to really care about that but once they start hitting baby making ages that's when people really care about okay what's the company going to cover for my spouse or my children or my family um over and above than what what would just be typical you know kind of cut and paste the easiest lowest common denominator that's the easiest thing for the company to consume so i'd say that the talent um demand and the competitiveness for talent has really driven up the small business is ability to be able to, Hey, we have to be able to meet these guys where they're at. Otherwise we're going to start seeing a massive turnover. Also because of the pandemic work from home has become so popular. So in a PEO relationship, you don't really need to worry about state to state compliance. You don't need to worry about hiring everybody in Charlotte, North Carolina. You can hire people wherever they are and let them work from home. So that's another big advantage of being in a PEO relationship is you're leveraging national PPO networks that they are going to be able to offer that are going to have good coverage in Des Moines, Iowa, Charlotte, North Carolina, wherever you end up finding the employees that are the right fit for your organization. That's really cool. Yeah. I think you guys got something here. Oh yeah. <laughs> you guys no. Um it's cool. So you mentioned a lot of different, you know, companies and sizes and you said 95% of it's here in Charlotte. If there's a business owner right now uh, that is interested, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you and start this process? I'm a, I mean, my, my main social media is going to be through LinkedIn. So whenever this podcast posts, if anybody reaches out to me via LinkedIn, it's the easiest way to qualify or disqualify yourself. Again, I can have a 15 minute conversation with somebody and I can tell them if what my model is going to do is going to produce the outcome that they're looking for. Um, generally people are not necessarily uh, cost cutting right now. 
Although I expect that the change here in the next year, whenever the whole uh, economy uh, shits the bed, like everyone's predicting. So I think that that may be a bigger pressing uh, desire for people to look at cost cutting initiatives using a PEO, which is possible. Um, but the best way to reach out to us is just through LinkedIn. Whenever we post this out there, we could happily look at what their current P&L looks like from what they're going to be spending inside of a PEO versus what they're spending today and tell them if that equation is going to be at all interesting. I love it. Well, this has been awesome. I think you guys are going to be super successful. It's cool to see a family come together and, uh, and, and work together and be best friends. We have a lot. We've had a lot of family businesses on here. I can't say all of them are the same. <laughs> hey, we'll give it uh, some yeah. time. It's, yeah. only, it's only been, it's only yeah. been six yeah. months. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> the one, the one thing, family businesses are real. You'll hear the real yeah. deal. No, there, yeah. there ain't no sugarcoating I've like been I, there. I, yeah. I don't want to hurt Brock's feelings. It's like, bro, I'm gonna tell you exactly how I feel about and, this. And it's funny that the biggest you know, I'd say the biggest hurdle we had to overcome when we decided to work together was just trying to set the table in a very productive way that wasn't going to lead to us hating each other at the end of all this. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we want this to be a sustainable long-term thing that we're both doing and growing together. Um, and we know all the horror stories of what right. can go wrong in these situations. So that was probably the biggest reservation point of just all of the all the things that can go wrong in these situations. But me and Brock are always been very uh, intentional about speaking our mind, talking about things that are either concerning, bothersome or whatever, and, and being able to hash things out right on the spot. Yeah. I think we had to convince our significant others, yeah. our, our parents, everyone was very concerned. Is this really gonna, you know, be a thorn in your guys' relationship? You guys are pretty much inseparable. I mean, we went to college together. We moved down to Charlotte together. We were next door neighbors growing up. We bought, yeah. a, we bought a house together. We moved to Charlotte and we eventually had to break that band up, unfortunately. But yeah. Um, we had to do some serious convincing to our, our, our loved ones that this is the right decision for ourselves and our careers. And once we got that buy-in, um, away we went. It's, it's, it's been a blessing. It honestly and, has. And I, I sat on the edge trying to not tell my wife about this for the longest time. I, I, thought, I thought that was going to be the biggest sale that I had. But again, like, it, it's funny because, you know, she took a big... Um, she, she was a big part of re why I started the company. She pushed me out of the uh, employment world. We were getting ready to get married and we knew we were gonna start our family fast. We have a two-year-old now and a, and a little baby boy on the way in March. And if she hadn't pushed me off, like I'd still be sitting there in W-2 role, you know, working the corporate America life, drinking the Kool-Aid and trying to convince myself I was happy. And, um, and she saw how quickly I was able to grow the company to a spot where we were financially able to bring Brock on board. When I brought it up to her, she's like, fuck it, do it. Yeah, she's, like, <laughs> she's like, you know what you're doing? You've obviously built this thing well on your own. And if you if you think it's a good idea, then then go for it. And I was sitting there worried about that conversation for so long. And when I finally and Brock was always like, "Did you talk to her yet? Did you talk to her yet?" <laughs> if you don't talk to her, I'm gonna do it. And then I finally brought it up to her. She's just like, "Okay, sounds good." And I'm like, "That was way easier than I was making it out to be." <laughs> what you do have is a, an amazing level of trust and mm -hmm. and the relationship, right? And that's that's invaluable. I mean, that yeah. that's huge. Right. So um, you you might not be able to find that. Uh, yeah somewhere else, especially immediately. Right. That's you know one of the main I mean? things Jeff was, was talking um, to me about was if I'm going to bring someone on to really scale this, I want to bring someone I can really trust. hundred percent. And so, and, you know, and, when you hear that, you know, that question asked me why I made that, that big leap is he's building something here, but man, I want to be a part of it. And I want to help my best friend take this thing to the next level. Like he's going to instill the trust and, and bring me on and take this risk here himself. Um, it's just only going to fuel that fire for me to, you know, go go above and beyond and do whatever I can to help my best friend. 
and, and to echo that as you know, I was considering making the hire. If I go hire somebody else, I'm living in this space. I understand how transactional employees are right now and how much you can't really count on an employee to be there tomorrow, show up to an interview, to be there for a year. So I'm like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hire somebody that I know I can grow with, that I can work with, that I love being around. And hopefully, you know, 10 years from now, we're both, uh, we're both celebrating the success, the success of the business together. Well, after this short conversation, I, I, I think you will be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really cool. It's a huge hurdle for small business and any company, really. If you look at the P&L, it's, it's up there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so um, oftentimes your, your team is, is your biggest investment. Uh, and, and so y- you have a great solution here that I'm curious about, and I, I would assume anyone in our role is. Uh, so uh, thank you guys for explaining it and being here and uh, sharing your story and congratulations on your success so far. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks yeah, I appreciate it. I, th- I thought we were going to hear that you guys all live under the same house too, the Pear PEO house. Come you over there. there. <laughs> so may- maybe in maybe in a few years you guys can get the Pear PEO beach house. You guys can share that, right? Yeah, Separate yeah. houses in Charlotte, and you guys can share the beach house. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Um, no, that's awesome. Well, Jeff and Brock, thank you guys so much. It's been a pleasure to get to know you guys. You know, over the last couple of, of months, thank you for for working with us. Um, but really, congratulations on what you've started. Um, I think you're going to be super successful. I think there's a lot of companies and business owners that can can really benefit from um, from you know reaching out to you and, and learning more about Pair PEO. Check out their website. It's super easy. You can go on there right now, and literally, there's a tab that says expected costs. So if you're one of those people that just wants to see a number. You can go check that out. It'll talk a little bit more about them. Uh, But get in touch with them. Reach out. See if they can help your business. And uh, just thank you guys so much for joining us and and sharing your story. And uh, it's been really cool. I I can't wait to see where you're at in 10 years. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Uh, Jeff and Brock, thank you so much. Until next time, you have been listening to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.